Giants get their second crack at Minnesota, dude. Yeah. What do you got? I like the Giants in this one, bro. I have confidence in the G-Men. Going to Minnesota, I'm going to go to get 28 this time. And they hold the Vikes. They hold them to 21. I, I got the Giants with a 28-21 win. And all eyes point towards Philadelphia. Ooh, three times against the Eagles in one year, Chris. That being said, I still like the Giants. I actually like the Giants to score 30 for the second time in three weeks. I like the Giants 31-27. I get my heart medication ready as we go play Philly the following week. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. This is our first playoff winning podcast, Chris. We both picked the Giants to win this game, but man, is Daniel Jones coming of age. There's a lot to talk about in this game, but look, I can't get over the fact that since the Washington Commanders game, right, the one that was a must win, Daniel Jones has gotten better and better every game. He got better in the first Vikings loss, the Colts game, and now this so far was his masterpiece, dude. Um, he did literally whatever he wanted against that defense, which... We thought he could. We thought he would have a good game. But, man, he was incredible. Saquon's awesome. So much to talk about. So many good things right now. Coaching, all of it, Chris. Just what a good feeling around Giants Nation right now. We have advanced in the playoffs. We are in the divisional round playing our arch rivals for the third time this year, dude. It's unbelievable. Yeah, just like we drew it up in August, you know, divisional playoffs. You know, exactly the way we saw it, you know, so uh, <laughs> tongue in cheek, just joking. You know, I was thinking last night, I'm watching the Bengals game, and um, and this is not to be a downer at all. I'm just saying like it is, and, and I'm looking at Joe Burrow, and I'm saying to myself, look at this guy. He has, he's got Jamar Chase on one side, T. Higgins on the other, Ty Tyler yeah. Boyd in his slot. And I'm saying to myself, man, can you imagine if Daniel had weapons like this? And, I'm, and this is not to be a down. I'm just saying, you know, like, wow. You know, because you, you opened up by talking about Daniel <clears throat> and everything he's done for this team. But <clears throat> uh, guys like Isaiah Hodges, who's really coming on, don't get me wrong. But just down the road, man, when they show up that wide receiver position, you know, uh, what will Daniel Jones look like then? That's all I was thinking about. I was like, wow, imagine if Daniel had one of these guys, you know. Uh, here he is. You know, throwing 300 yards and putting the team on his shoulders and all that stuff. So, just look, look the feeling, <clears throat> we talked about it, the feeling in the building, I talked about that beginning of the week since I'm in the building. <clears throat> I mean, you talked about that they they kind of gave one away the last time they saw Minnesota. And if they didn't turn the ball over, the feeling was, hey, we're going to go in and knock these guys off, you know. And that's exactly what yeah. they did. They didn't turn the ball over, and they went in there, and they knocked them off. And the offense was the reason why. I know the defense got some stops late, don't get me wrong. But at one time, it was like a fight. They were just throwing haymakers at each other, up and down the field, up and down the field. Um, yeah. And Daniel, three 75-yard drives, 181-yard drive, 185-yard field goal drive. They did what they had to do against a bad defense. You know, just because a team is a bad defense, just keep this in mind. Just because a team's a bad defense doesn't mean gonna, the offense is going to do what they have to do, especially on the road in the playoffs. All right? But the Giants yeah. did. Daniel Jones did. Guys stepped up. 
uh, big plays. You know, the Vikes go down the field, make it 7-0, you say to yourself, oh, man, if we go three and out here, this could get a little, away from us a little bit. Daniel responds, goes right down the field. You know, yeah. Minnesota comes back. They're going down the field, and I thought they did us a huge, huge favor on that third and one, getting cute with that little pitch to Cook, throw back to cause. Oh, that was stupid. That was stupid. right there. He sniffed it out. Um, they drop him for the yeah. loss. They wind up punting and all that stuff. And you know, they, to me, they get the first down there and they're moving along. Probably going to put it in again, and then we have to respond and all that stuff. And Kevin O'Connell, after the game, admitted because that was not a smart move by my end. I shouldn't have done that. He even admitted it. O'Connell yeah. thought that yeah. was. But you take advantage of those situations. You take advantage of those opportunities in playoff games when you're on the road. You have to take advantage. The Giants did. You know, um, and it's just Daniel. As far as Daniel. He made some really good throws yesterday, man. Look, there were some guys that were open, don't get me wrong, especially on those crosses. Uh, the the yeah. Vikings had no answers for the cross, especially with Slay, Slayton. Uh, but Daniel also made some real good throws yesterday, man, that were eye-opening. Oh, he is playing with a ton of confidence, man, um, right now. And, and Isaiah Hodgins, man, he has been a godsend. <laughs> I used the I used the same he, word he today. That's fine. Absolute <laughs> godsend, man. Um, the way he's yeah. playing, the physicality he brings in a run game. Um, he's just been unbelievable. And then, you know, and then you know they threw some wrinkles in yesterday. What with a twenty-one package a lot yesterday? Something we haven't seen a whole lot of. Um, got Daniel involved, yeah. and involved. The fantasy sports guys at SiriusXM must be. I'm surprised that that texted me without thanking me. Because these guys that are serious that they were asking me, who do you see in the red zone getting a touchdown? Do you see Bell? And I was like, yeah, watch for Bellinger today in the red zone. He might get you six yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. This and that. And they were like, okay, we're going to go with yeah. Bellinger. And if you say, oh, okay, you know, Bellinger, man. But the big play in the red area. Um, and what, what, you know, what, what more could you say? The offense did what they had to do. He scored 30 points, 31. Um, didn't turn the ball over. That's something he did the last time. And they got it able to yeah. win, and, and not a surprise. I mean, we were all kind of thinking they were going to win that game. And I have to be honest with you, Jerry. You know, before kickoff, I, and I was reading so many people picking the Giants, every fan pick, and I said to myself, oh, I'm getting worried here, man. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like, I don't like that everybody and their brother is picking the Giants today, you know? And it had me yep. worried. It did. Yep. It did, man. And then, uh, you know, and then the Vikes go down the field. I say to myself, oh, God, now the crowd's going to be in it and all that, but <laughs> – Unfortunately for some of these teams, the crowd cannot play cornerback or safety <laughs> or stop the run, whatever it might be, yeah. because uh, the Giants just did what they had to do offensively. Yeah, and it's funny because after their first drive, after the Vikings' first drive, I thought, oh, no, they're, they're, this, is, this is exactly the scenario we were worried about where everyone takes the Giants and we're overlooking the Vikings. And Justin Jefferson, I think, caught four passes on that first drive. And you're thinking, man, the one guy they got to stop. And then that was really yeah. it for him, right? So, obviously, look, the, the offense was incredible for the Giants. The defense did enough. There were some things we'll talk about. But they took just they took the guy out that they had to, right? They, they neutralized Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I think it was seven catches, 47 yards. That was really it. All you heard from him really was that first drive. After that, it was just yeah. here and there. Um, but that's the only thing that worried me when, when they first went down the field like a hot knife through butter. And I thought, oh, no, here we go. It's good. We're going to have to put up 40. And then we come back and answer with our drive. 
and Saquon runs for 29 or 28, yeah. whatever it was. And you thought, oh, it's going to be a shootout. Here we go. And, man, did the Giants answer the call. I mean, offensively. I, I just can't say enough, Chris. I can't say enough about Daniel Jones, Saquon, the, the receivers he's working with. And you, you brought up before Hodgins. I mean, that's the exact phrase I used. What a godsend. I wrote it today. What a godsend he's been off the, you know, the, the Bills practice squad. And Shane knew him. And Dable knew him. I mean, what a... What a pickup. This is the back end. Well, I shouldn't say back end because he's starting, but this is the roster building that these guys are doing, right? It's look, all those, all those high picks are now starting to work out, but it's, it's the guys like bringing in a guy like Hodgins. And you talk about the crosses that were working. Um, if, if the one wasn't tipped to, that was intended for Richie James, I think he's still oh, yeah. running. And obviously we had the, the, yeah. the slate and drop. And what I found <laughs> fascinating, you put it right away on Twitter was Dable's reaction to what's happened with Slayton. Because, look, he's going to need him if they beat Philly. Slayton's going to play a factor in the game, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to need him. But also, what was amazing, and I look on Twitter a lot, and I, it seemed like the consensus was nobody wanted to murder Slayton. It was more of, oh, man, Slayton. Like, it, Slayton went from someone that we wanted to cut, trade, he's going to be off the team, to a guy who's just done everything the team has asked all year long. And then he's had his moments, and then yesterday's was like, I don't know, dude. I thought the consensus feeling was, man, I hope they pull it out because I don't want this to be the last memory for Slayton where I don't want this to be the Darius Slayton game. I just want this to be, yeah, I remember Slayton dropped the pass in that game, but the Giants went on to win. And that's what it turned out being. So, look, can't say enough about how likable this team is too, dude. Um, it's, it's incredible the turnaround this franchise has made in really less than a year. Um, and starts with Dable, but man, Daniel Jones, my God. Is there a, I, I can't believe, Chris, I don't know how many quarterbacks I'd rather have right now. That's where we, that's where I am mentally with Daniel Jones. I mean, there's the big names, obviously, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, whatever. Beyond that, I, I don't know, dude. I mean, is there a guy you'd rather have besides Daniel Jones, quarterback in your team? Yeah, yeah, except for the big five, the seven guys, whatever it might be. There isn't really... Nope. Right. Nope, not at right. all. It's amazing. Especially, especially when they get the ball after they're down 7 nothing, and, and the first play of the game, Gates is called for a hold. And now it's first and 20, yeah. and you say, oh, man. And that was and that was ironic, by the way, Chris. So it was a hold or was it? Yeah, it was a hold. That's right. Yeah, yeah, hold. It wasn't offside. It wasn't false start. Go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, it was a hold by Gates, and, and, and you say, oh, yeah. here we go. They're in a hole. And they just respond. They're right, you know, right, they just get the first down. Like, no problem. They made up the 20 yards, and... You know, Daniel's legs and Richie James, and then boom, first down, and then Slay with the big play, and, and, you know, and then um, and then Barkley's, you know, touchdown run ties it up. And it was like, wow, you looked at it and go, okay, that didn't phase them at all. You know, they were just first and 20 a second ago, and here they are five plays later, they're in the end zone. Yeah. You know, and it was like, wow, yeah. you know, this is going to be a dogfight. You know, this is going to be uh, – because no matter how you feel, you know, you're, you're still in an opposing team's building with a, a very loud building. If you start letting it get away from you a little bit early on, then I could, it could be an avalanche, you know. It could be, and the Giants just came responding, and then wind up taking a ten-point lead after they get a stop and and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, Daniel just led the team. Look, that that game plan yesterday was basically, Daniel, it's on your shoulders. Go do it for us. Use your legs. Yeah. You had some. You had some structured runs. You had Daniel taking off. Um, on third downs, again, getting first downs, using his legs, taking hits. Oh, man. 
Uh, he took one real blast. I think Darius Smith got him one time on a, on a keeper, um, or maybe it was uh, yeah, maybe it was Hick- uh, one of them got him pretty good on a keeper, and um, and and Daniel just you know like a fighter in the ring, man, kept taking some shots and kept getting up, no problem, man. You know, he kept responding to the bell, answering the bell, as you say, and he he was just what could you say in some of his throws, you know, and the Slayton thing, man, you know, look, <clears throat> you saw Dable yesterday. You know, Dable has no problem getting up in a guy's face and letting him know how he feels. That's football. I, I don't know what the hell people are like. Oh, look, look, Dable's yelling at a guy. Oh, 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 oh. you know. <laughs> but you saw the, the real Brian Dable. I should say that's let – me, let me rephrase that. That's Brian Dable. When he went over to Slate and put his arm around him and told him, listen, you keep your head in this. Okay, I think some people might have thought that Dable was going like, to ream him out for that drop. You know? No, you don't ream guys out yeah. for drops, okay? You ream guys out for mental mistakes. That's when Dable goes it crazy. Is. Drops? Yep. No. Like Dable said in the postgame press, look, those things happen in this game. But we needed him. I let him know yep. we needed him. And that's Dable. This is why these guys yep. love him. Because this guy cares, man. He can't. Okay, it's football. It's a business. I know that. But this dude cares about these guys. He cares about these guys' families. He acts about these guys. He wants to know what's going on in their lives. He gets them one-on-one. He got them in the offseason before this thing even kicked off this year and was meeting with guys, wanting to know about you know, what makes them tick. What's what's going on with your family? What's going on with your mom and dad? What's going on with your – do you have kids? What's going on? What are you doing in your offseason? Okay? Yeah. This is Brian Dable, bro. This guy walks around the cafeteria, walks around the building asking Joe Schmo, hey, how you doing, man? How's your family? What's going on? You know, everything good? You know, this and not no phony bullshit act. Okay? And there's a lot of yeah. phony bullshit coaches in this league. I've talked to a lot of guys come from different teams, uh, guys who have played this game. Uh, and trust me what I'm telling you. There's a lot of guys, they put on the act, oh, yeah, how you doing today? Good, good, everything good. You know? But they really don't get to a flying you-know-what. They just want they want to win games. Yeah. That's it. It's a cutthroat league. We know that. But I'm just telling you. You know? Um, but that's stable. You know? Right over to Slay. I thought it was a great moment, dude. I, I thought, I'm glad the cameras caught that because, yeah. you know, they've caught something <clears throat> yesterday with Slayton that I've seen a lot. I've seen him doing practices. I've seen him, Dable, going over to guys. I see, I see him with guys on the corner, the side of the, on the sideline. They're whispering to each other. Not whispering, you know, they're talking, having a conversation with a guy, yeah. this and that. And I talk to players, and they've told me numerous times that, yo, look, you know, Dable's the type of guy, he cares. He cares. You know, he could be a yellow and screaming. That don't mean shit to football players, bro. But when they yeah. see you care, that's huge, man. And that's the way Dable is, you yeah. know. Um, if you think a football player who respects their head coach gives a flying you-know-what that he's being yelled at because he made a mental mistake, then, folks, you're either you're new to this game or maybe you should take up another game because that's been going on in this league a long, long time, man. I thought it was a great moment, you know, to see that. Uh, how about the young guys chipping in? You might play three snaps, but you're focused. Cordell Flott, prime example. Flott. First of all, yeah. He played three thought snaps of, yeah, the, yesterday. Yeah. Three. Yeah. yeah. But guess what? Yeah. Wink had him out there <laughs> on the last drive, matched him up. Yeah. Man, against K.J. Osborne, who ran across, which is – Man coverage, that's one of the most difficult routes to cover, okay? 
And there was Cordell right with him. Gets the arm in there. Big PD for him. If Osborne catches that ball, now they're rolling. You know, they're, who knows how many more yards Osborne gets, too. You know, now they're rolling. Yeah. And if you didn't think a guy like McKinney was going to make a big difference in this rematch, well, you saw it yesterday. You saw what McKinney brought to the table yesterday. Um, the guy's a good football player, bro. You know, a lot of couple Kirk Cousins said in his post game presser, they asked him, you know, whoa, did you see JJ? What were you doing? You know, did you look at JJ at this play, the big play, the couple of big plays, obviously the last one, two, the fourth down. Where was JJ? Did you see JJ? You know, and they were asking uh, the Viking media was asking, and Cousins says, and I saw him, but they had him over. They had a safety over. You know, they were, they, you know, they had him in a, in a single high, or and when they played, when they went single high, they bracketed JJ. You know, Wink changed it up yeah. big time from the last game. He only blitzed twenty two percent of the time. Yeah. Yep. That's right. This game. Yeah. I mean, and look, and and we and we said, uh, I, actually, you said it. I think after the last one, if you think this game wouldn't have been different with McKinney and Adoree Jackson back, mm. then you're crazy. And you saw what Adoree did. It wasn't single coverage by any means on Jefferson yesterday, obviously, but he made a difference. Um, and McKinney on the last play, like. Of all the plays in that game, Chris, I think that was my favorite one. Um, the, even more favorite, I, I loved, the, obviously, Barkley scoring, uh, really just willing himself to score against Dalvin Tomlinson. You had the long Barkley run. You had several Jones passes, the catch to Hodgins. I mean, there were a ton. But the fact that Xavier McKinney, I thought it was just so symbolic, <laughs> you know, stopping Hawkinson, who had killed the Giants yesterday, another tight end, um, and he made the play, and he wasn't in the last game. I just thought... What a way to end that game, that it was Xavier McKinney, who didn't play last time, and stopped Hawkinson from ruining the Giants' day. I thought that was awesome. That was my favorite play of the whole game, dude. Yeah, you know, I talked about the last game that, you know, a lot of times they had Moreau man on, the, on J.J. Jefferson, and then they had a safety rolling over the top and had a little bracket. But the difference was that Jason Pinnock, you know, he allowed – enough space where they got it into Jefferson, okay? And then he actually had a touchdown on one play. And Jefferson hurt them, you know. Well, yesterday, especially in that third down play, you know, Cousins says he, he was looking for Je- Jefferson. He was, they had man on the, and he had a single high over the top covering him. But that guy in the third down play was McKinney, okay? And, J- and Cousins yeah. gave a look, saw it wasn't there, I'm sorry. It was the fourth down play. Uh, I'm sorry. Fourth down play. Right, um, right. Yeah. And I'm sorry. No, third down play. He gave J.J. a look. And it wasn't McKinney. It was my mistake. But they rolled over him, but Adoree was under him. Got okay? it. Okay? Um, and there's a big difference between Adoree and Favre and Moreau. Big difference. Yeah. Okay? So Je- Jefferson, yeah. look, they came out, they established Jefferson, but he wasn't hurting with big chunk plays. He was getting him underneath a little bit and all that. And the Giants were determined not to let Jefferson blow up this game plan. And that's going to be up to Jefferson in the future to adjust on his end. But they didn't. You know, um, they kind of, you know, Hawkinson did hurt them, no question. But the key thing, look, they were real good offense. Somebody's going to get you a little bit. And Hawkinson got him. Don't get yes. me wrong. But the key when you play the Vikings is you don't want Jefferson, obviously, to destroy you. And two, you don't want guys like K.J. Osborne destroying you. He didn't. Okay. He didn't blow up the he didn't blow up the Giants and then Dalvin Cook. I gotta be honest with you, dude. I'm sure Kevin O'Connell's sitting there in his offices right now saying, Why didn't we run the ball more? Right. I, I mean know. 
I'll tell you why. <laughs> because, you know, your defense is not good enough. You got to keep your defense off the field. If you had the attitude, yeah. which they might have, I don't know for sure, of, well, this isn't a high-powered offense, so we're going to do our thing because, you know, the Giants aren't going to put 30 on. You know, we're not, we're not worried about our offense, but we got to keep them off the field. But you know what, dude? It's bad yeah. coaching, man. I don't know why they didn't run Dalvin Cook more. Okay, because you, right. you know, Cook can control the clock a little bit, and not to mention he's one of the best backs in the game. <laughs> you know, and your, yeah. you know, your idea should have been, it should have been like, well, we got to keep our defense off the field because we can't stop anybody. I mean, the Giants are not yeah. a good offense. I mean, don't be wrong, they're playing well now. They, but still, dude, you don't look at the Giants and say, okay, these guys are going to put a 30 spot on you. You know what I mean? I was shocked by that. Yeah, right. Coaching. Yeah. You know, yeah coaching's same. huge, man. And especially since Cook was having success as well. It wasn't like he was hmm. getting stoned. I mean, um, yeah. I, I, dude, you could look at coaching around the league this weekend and just be like, you know, th- these aren't nuances these guys are failing in. <laughs> these are basic things. I mean, the Chargers game, you run five times in the second half. Get, go. Goodbye, Staley. I mean, come on. It's just astounding. Like, you have a guy like Dable who's doing everything right to the most minute detail Two other coaches who aren't getting the basics right, and it's just it's 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 astounding is the only adjective I can use. Guys, um, we're gonna take a break. One second, be right back after this. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. Hang on. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast, a winning playoff podcast with Chris Bizignano, Nobody Beats the Biz, and Jerry Foley. Um, but yeah, I was I was worried that they were uh, gonna continue to gash the Giants in the running game as well, but they just got away from it. But you said something before about the weapons, the Giants, you know, can you give this guy a weapon? And that's the thing with the Vikings, Chris. Like, you're watching that game going, they're loaded, absolutely loaded on offense. I mean, you can put Cook in the same category as Barkley, and then Jefferson's the best in the league. Hawkinson's an explosive tight end, dangerous. I mean, he killed him two games in a row. And Osborne's a nice second or third receiver behind Thielen, who's, you know, he's not what he used to be, but he's still good. I, you just look at the, their weapons, and it's, it's, it's amazing um, that we don't have, you know, other than Barkley. Hodgins is good, but yeah, they have, a, they have a, an embarrassment of riches over there. And it was, all right, you know what, let's stop Justin Jefferson and, and let's get this done. I, it's, I couldn't get over that watching that game yesterday, dude. That's all, just the, what they have and, and what we were going against. Yeah, well, well, that's what they've been showing all year. They've had a great offense all year. You know, they, they can really, yeah. they can really yep. move the ball. And yeah. you know, their offensive line. Giants had no sacks yesterday. I, I thought the Giants would get there way more yesterday because uh, they were, right. you know, they were banged up up front. Not very good in the interior to begin with. Bradbury got steamrolled a few times by Dax, and then they had the right tackle in there, Uda, you know, in there for O'Neal. I thought the Giants would get there more. They did get some hits. Yeah. Um, I think they wound up with 11 hits or something, Giants. So they did get, they did, 11. Prep, it was they did 11. force yep. the pocket at times, you know. Um, yeah. But there was other times Cousins had a lot of time to throw the ball. And so I thought the Giants would get there more, but they did enough. You know, uh, there was a few times where Cousins tried to step up, and Dex just blew up Bradbury, and he couldn't, you know, couldn't really step up. And, you know, so um, uh, Thibodeau had some pressure. He had, he had a hit and stuff like that. And I thought, Got and held got a couple held times, times too. too, man. But you know they, they let them. Yeah. Look, there's letting them play, and then there's letting them play. You know, I, I get them yeah. letting them play in the secondary right. a lot in these playoffs. But man, sometimes you just see these blatant holes. You can't miss those, man. You know, you can't yeah. miss those. They, they miss. They they don't call those, and then they call the roughing the passer. So that's what it is. I, I I don't know what the explanation was for that roughing the passer. I guess 
Nobody asked the ref because it didn't. The Giants won the game. I'm sure they would have been asking the pool reporter would have been asking that ref. I I don't know. Was it because he glanced the helmet? I I, I don't know. Please don't tell me it was because of the tackle. <laughs> I mean, please. I, th- I it has to be because of the I helmet because the please, tackle was nothing. Yeah, Jerry, in today's NFL, who knows? The ref could be like, oh, he winged him too hard yeah. to the ground. You, I, you know, I, I don't know. Right. All I right. know is that could have been, yeah, you're right. <laughs> dude. Like I said. I guess the league's waiting for a Super Bowl game-changing call to make that play reviewable. Uh, but it didn't. Luckily, it didn't cost the Giants. But you know, it could have. You know, it could have. I, I, I didn't yeah. quite get the call. I'm hoping it was because Dexter kind of glances the front of his, you know, his mask, and, and they call it right. That and that's and what they, they saw. saw it, they right. called it a I'm shot hoping. to the head. I'm hoping yeah. that's what it was. I'm hoping yeah. it wasn't that Dexter, you know, got him and threw him to the ground like that because. He had the ball, you know, and he just got, please, that was not roughing, but, you know, it is what it is now. Lucky it didn't cost him. Um, so, but that, I thought Dex was, I thought he was unbelievable again yesterday. Um, controlling that you know, interior line, man. You know, I thought Leo was good, too. And, and they got some kind of, you know, Jared Davis, um, he, he was exposed in one play. You know, he didn't know what coverage he was in. I look like, yep. and he got beat. It is what it is. Um, look, there's no this. But the Giants linebackers is going to get some good things and get some bad things, you know? Uh, yeah. he, didn't even, he didn't even activate McFadden yesterday, so they went with Davis. That was a, that was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, Were I was you surprised, surprised by that? Yeah, no doubt. I, I thought Davis would take over the playing time. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I was surprised right. he was inactive. Yes, I was, you know? Yeah. And then Aziz yeah. Ojolari, you know, the negative of the game. Again. Um, Aziz hurts yeah. the quad. It doesn't look good. You know, I think you won't be seeing him. Um, and that's, you know, just another injury. He just cannot get healthy this year, you know, and they could have really used, obviously really used him next week, especially, you know, we don't know what the Eagles are going to get out of Lane Johnson. So, right. Um, that's right. But there's a guy, you know, they got, you know they're going to have to get it, you know, guys like Jihad Ward and Fox, Zimenez, going to have to try to make up a little bit. But Aziz is Aziz. You know, Aziz is probably the best pure rusher on the team, you know. That's uh, yeah, and that's going to be a loss, no doubt about it. Just one of those years, man. He's just he's been hurt since training camp. It's incredible. Yeah, all kinds of injuries too: ankle, quad, calf. Mm. It's just like it's frustrating because you just want to see him out there. He can really do some damage and and be a nice complement to what Thibodeau can do and and what Dexter and Leo are doing. It's just that's such a nice front, well, front four, I guess you would say, um, but. He just can't stay healthy, dude. That's the only thing to come out of this game where you're like, oh, man, again, once again, he's not going to be there. It sucks. It's a shame. But you mentioned it before, dude. Dexter Lawrence, another guy who's just – these guys are coming of age now, and it's awesome to see. Andrew Thomas, dude. Did you hear his name yesterday? (laughs) Like, my God. Andrew Thomas, Jones, Barkley, Lawrence, these high draft picks, they're all coming of age. Gentlemen, huh? I mean, Barkley was was the best. Ain't it? I know. Well, look. (laughs) You're picking that high. <laughs> got to get him right. And he did. To his credit, he got him right. We can talk about what Gettleman <laughs> did wrong a million podcasts if we haven't already. But, hey, give him some credit. McKinney, right? These guys, it's like they're working out. Um, and Dexter Lawrence, 17th overall. Like, uh, <laughs> Sorry to bring it up, but I would trade him. I would If you traded him only for Odell, that trade's working out. That's how good Dexter Lawrence is. I mean, everyone who plays him, every opponent, he's one of the best in the league. He's becoming one of the best in the league. He's going to be mentioned with, with Donald and Jones very soon. Um, mm. Just can't say enough about these guys, Chris. That's all. And, and these high draft picks that are really 
I'm happy for them. I, I don't know what else to say, dude. It's just they're they're becoming giants. They're becoming like they're they're kind of setting their own legacy now, and it's led by the kid who we all weren't sure we wanted back, and he's going to be a very rich young man very soon. <laughs> a lot of these guys are, but Daniel Jones is going to be making a lot of money very soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 just such a great story. But um, you're talking about the defense, you know, the addition of, of McKinney and and Jackson back. Um, with Hawkinson, what did you see as to why he was having so much success? Was it just single coverage? Like, I'm just – because that was frustrating watching, but I understood why it was happening, right? It was just take out Jefferson. He's the key. But is it – I mean, we just still can't cover the t- – if there's only one negative, that's it, right? It's just – it's it's what Hawkinson did to us. No, he was beating everything yesterday. He was beating man. He was beating zone. He's good. You know, he's real good. And, uh, yeah. He hurt the Giants yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. You know, again. Yeah. Um yeah, listen, uh, they're just having a hard time. You know, they were having a hard time. What are you going to do? Are you going to bracket a tight end when you got J.J. out there? That ain't happening. Yeah, no, you can't. Look, they were playing a lot of zone, the Giants. They were playing a lot of zone yep. yesterday. And Hawkinson was finding yep. some spots in the zone. And when he went man, he was beating a man a few times. That's what he does. You know, and Cousins is good. You give him back, you know, Cousins is going to hurt you, man. You give him some time back there. He's, in, he's 31 or 39. It's not like they shut down Cousins. They didn't, you know. He was 31 to 39. He did, he did a pretty good job himself. He didn't throw any interceptions. And he, I don't, unless I, if I, if I recall correctly, he really wasn't anything that was close to a pick yesterday too, right? I don't think there was one like, oh man, that should have been picked. Nothing like that. Like they had with Flott in the first game, you know? Um, McKinney's, he was interfered. That would have been a pick if you, I thought he was interfered on the bomb. I thought Jefferson grabbed him a little bit, no. but that was the, that was the closest one, Chris. That was it. Yeah. And there's yeah. another example of McKinney. You remember the Washington game? Where they got Pinnock, Jason Pinnock deep, right? On a vertical. Yep. Pinnock went up. Yeah. He wasn't like it was the worst coverage, but still. Um, uh, Jah- uh, Jahan uh, Dotson comes down with it, right? Dotson. He yeah. comes down yeah. with it. Well, they tried that yesterday. And what happened with McKinney? It was perfect that's coverage. The, you know, that's the difference, man. Uh, those little things like that is what we talked about as far as, you know, getting a guy like McKinney back. He's just a better football player than Jason Pinnock. He's, he's real good, McKinney, man. And, when you when you lose impact guys like that, it's tough. You know, it's tough. But they got him back now, man. He's making plays. You know, McKinney. That's that's what he does for you, man. He could play that high one, or he could come down in that box and all that stuff. He just does so much for them. Um. So that that you know plays like that is huge, man. It's huge. And yeah, Hawkinson got him. You know, but you're not going to face many Hawkinsons. You know, you got but you know, although although this week you're going to get another good one. You know. Somebody Jalen Hurst looks yeah. for with Dallas got it. You know, so the Giants gonna have to Yeah, take, not not as explosive as Hawkinson, but very good. Very good player. Very good. Smart in zones, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be facing two one thousand yard receiving uh receivers, you know, but yeah, we'll get into the Eagles at the end of the week. But this this Eagles game is gonna come down to Jalen Hurts. There's no question about it. And how healthy yeah. he is. And how healthy yeah. he is, you know. So um, but we'll get into that more. But the fourth quarter, you know, what would you think, you know, about the fourth quarter again? You know, we kind of had it as, a, you know, fourth quarter game, one-score game. Mm-hmm. Both thought the Giants would win a one-score game. Um, and that's exactly that's exactly what it came down to. The Giants' offense responded. The Eagles couldn't twice, you know, to tie it up. So, um, great. That's a great job. You know, how many times have we seen this year when Wentz unit had to close a game 
And they would look, they weren't the best in the red zone yesterday, three or four for the Vikes, you know? Three or four, right? Um, 75%. Yep. Three yep. or four for the Vikes. But Wink's unit got it done when they needed to get it done. You know, and in fairness, if it wasn't a false start, mm. um, it could have been four or four. That was the thing. That that was the savior. What as was well. that? I'm sorry. And that's that. If it wasn't a false start on the Vikings, it could have been four or four because they kicked the field goal for the one. Yeah. I think it was third and one or fourth and one when they yeah. uh, that the Vikings got a false start. And that was yeah. huge. So that's but that's a team making a mistake and you didn't right. right? Like we didn't make mistakes like that. The crippling mistakes yesterday hey, that they did. Right? Hey Jerry, if Daniel Bellinger. Doesn't have doesn't have a full start, two man in motion. The Giants score a touchdown yeah. there, That's right. so that there count, that kind of evens it out, right, right there. You know. Yep. There you go. Um, yep. So well deserved win by the Giants, man. It wasn't like look. There was a couple of games this weekend where good teams were very fortunate in their home buildings to get out with a win. Buffalo, Cincinnati last night. You know, um, you, you looked at it and go, okay, they won. But, <laughs> you know, that the Giants, that was a well-deserved win by the Giants. It wasn't like there was no, you know, anything we look at, go, oh, you know, they really shouldn't have won this. And they, Bikes turned it over twice. Call it. No, it was a well-deserved win by the Giants. And now we move on to Philly. Yeah, and it was 20, when it was 24-14, you almost felt like, oh, are we going to be able to relax? And, of course, you can't because the Vikings have a great <laughs> offense. But was a, there was a slightly relaxing moment when Bellinger scored that touchdown. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is how it's going to go. And maybe we win by two touchdowns. And, but, um, look, I, I, I wasn't that confident they were going to stop him on that last drive. I thought this game was going to go either to overtime or I could just see the Vikings going for two. I really could at the end of the fourth quarter because the thinking could have been from the head coach. You know what? O'Connell could have said, you know what? We're, we don't, we don't, I don't trust our defense. Let, let's do this now. So I was kind of preparing for that. Uh, just at least at least to tie it up, um, but we stopped them. And uh, I mean, the euphoria of, of Giants Nation yesterday—talk about a fan base that has deserves this and has gone through a lot of lean years. Um, it was incredible, and I was so happy for for the defense to come through there because all game it was it was a bit of a struggle, but they made the stop when they had to, and that's just the story of this team, dude. This year, they they do what they have to, they make the plays when they have to, and make the stops. Mm. And like you said, the red zone. Defense wasn't that great, but third down defense was pretty good yesterday. Uh, I, I forget what the percentage was, but it was you know it was it was well, good. Four ten. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, man. I, I it just all around. Um, like you said, we 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 predicted this, but when it actually happens, it's almost like wow, they 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 pulled this off, and not that you're surprised, but. It's just such a good feeling, man. Such a good feeling for the, for this team and this this. I think if if Dable doesn't win Coach of the Year, people have to have their heads examined. I know it's based on regular season, but come on, this is uh, the guy, the, the job this guy has done and gotten the most out of. I mean, he has he has turned Daniel Jones into a diamond. I, it, it's unbelievable the job he's done pushing all these right buttons. If there was one thing Dable did yesterday, that I didn't understand was the not accepting the holding penalty, but it wasn't like. I'm losing my mind. I said I probably would have accepted that instead of making it, yeah. what was it, third and nine. It could have been second and 19. Yeah. But that was really it, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the half, you see the other, the other team, they're not taking timeouts when they should be. <laughs> Got the ball back. So it's just a, an incredible job by Dable, man. That's all. How about Harbaugh last night? Just letting the clock on down and all of them up like, what are you doing, What is John? that? And, and, you know? Right, you, you let amazing. it go to a Hail Mary. Like, what was that the plan? Oh, my God. Wow. It was, that was amazing. Uh, some of the coaches sometimes – with this clock management, but uh, hey, dude, I, yeah, hey, dude, I gotta be honest with you too, man. Um, 
that's all I was thinking that last drive. If Kevin O'Connell, if they score, Will O'Connell, Will O'Connell go for two for the win. I was thinking. I'm glad you thought that because I thought for myself that I was being insane for thinking that. Yeah. Oh no, okay. no, not at all, bro. Unless we're both insane, which we've been accused of. But uh, you know, yeah. I, I tell you what, man, I was thinking that. I was like, I, I wouldn't doubt if this guy goes for two if they score on this last drive. I wouldn't. Let's put it this way: I wouldn't have put a pass. It wouldn't have surprised me. It would not yeah. have surprised me if he would have went for the win. I'm telling you. Uh, but it didn't come down. That they didn't even come near to that. <laughs> didn't no, even, it was like the Giants stopped them in the red zone and all that. They, they didn't even cross midfield. Oh, they just barely crossed midfield. Whatever it was. It like a four, I think it was the forty-eight. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah, a five, like four game or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah. great play by Cordell Flott on that last drive. <clears throat> yeah, smart. You know, I saw the man McKinney man on on Hawkinson there. Hawkinson tried to get a little physical with him, but he broke the route. Um, and and McKinney was physical with him right back, and made sure he wrapped him up after that catch. You know. Um, cousin says he knew he was just about to get hit, sacked, so he had to go down to hockey. Yeah, Lawrence was in his face. And yep. tried to make it happen. He, he says, it's smart. I mean, Cousins tried to make something happen. He knew he was, he was, he was about to get hit, and he threw it down to Hawkinson, and, hope, and he was hoping Hawkinson would make something happen. And McKinney made sure that didn't happen. So that's that, you know, that's that. Um, I thought, that, look, yeah. I know Daniel Hunter got him once. Um. He was in there a few times, but I thought Evan Neal, for the most part, settled yeah. down and played a much better game than he did the last time we were uh, in Minnesota. Yeah, I thought that was big too. Yeah, he held. It, I thought he held up well. Yeah, you know, um, I thought he held. And, up. and and he was able to push him past because the, the the I mean the guard and center play were pretty good too because Jones was able to step up a few times when when Hunter went past him. So you know I, I was fine with with Evan Neal today. Yeah, he got beat once, but compared to the last game, I thought he held up fine and. Yeah, got to keep reminding ourselves, dude. Andrew Thomas was not Andrew Thomas two years ago, so it's just gonna take could take time with Neil. He's got the right attitude. He's got all the tools. Just get it done. So, I, I want to tell a little Andrew Thomas story before we leave here. Uh, I'm in the locker room yeah. the other day, and just me and Andrew, and uh, I congratulate him. He just found out after practice he made the second team All Pro, yeah. and we talked about that a little bit. I said, Andrew, you know you. You caught a lot of heat here, bro. He, he know, and trust me, dude. When these guys might, when they're on the camera, and they might say, "Well, I really don't know what people are talking about." They're full of crap. They know what everybody's talking about. Trust me. You know. So, and I was talking to Andrew about that. I said, "You know, Andrew, you know, you caught a lot of heat your first year, um, but dude, I knew you had. A, I mean, there's so many people. I said so many times. I used to go out and go, okay, this kid is struggling. And even last year, at times, at certain times, but I said." He also, I also pointed out numerous times, but you got to keep one thing in mind. He's got a bad wheel. He's playing on a bad wheel. Yeah. Limited a lot. And he looked at me, man. He goes, I said, this is the first year you were really healthy, huh? This is the first. And he looked at me. He goes, look, there's no excuses when I play. He goes, but man, it feels good to be healthy. He yeah. went like that to me. And I, yeah. I said, no question. Man. I said, you know, I think, I think a lot of people forgot how hurt you were. Your rookie year and basically last year too. You know, he needed the surgery in the yeah. season again. And this is the first year he's been one, you know, where he's felt like himself and he admitted it. But yeah. don't get me wrong. He even, I, I didn't even have to say it. Thomas said to me, he said, if I'm out there, I'm expected to play well. He goes, so there's no excuses. And I said right. to him, I said, especially in this league, dude, you know that. If you're on the field, you're expected to produce. And nobody, nobody cares. But all I'm saying is, 
you are now seeing a 100% healthy Andrew Thomas. And how has that been? How has that yeah. been? You know, now, did he have to clean up some technique issues? His, his fresh, his fresh year, listen to me, <laughs> his rookie year, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he admits that, you know, he yeah. admits that. what guys can get away with at the college level, technique wise, they can't do here at this level. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, no question. He had to clean up some stuff, but he's also playing on one bad wheel, man, which limited a lot what he could do. And like I said, for the hundred time, no excuses, don't get me wrong, but what you're seeing this year, Andrew Thomas is 100% healthy. Andrew Thomas, and a second team, all pro. Andrew Thomas. Do you realize how good that is? This is all pro now. This ain't the Pro Bowl crap and all that stuff. Second team, all pro, only behind Trent Williams. Yeah, that yeah. speaks volumes, bro. What type of year Andrew Thomas has had? And if you know, I, I see a lot of people. If you, they, I, I, I didn't respond. Uh, maybe I did, but a lot of people asked about. Hey, Chris, you know, you feel he was robbed. No way Trent Williams should have. No, look, Trent Williams has been the best left tackle in football this year. He's done. Okay? He's been the best left tackle in football this year. And, mm-hmm. and to be named second team, he deserved first team all pro. And, but to be named second team all pro? Come on, man. That's incredible. Incredible. That's quite an honor. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm well, happy so. for Andrew, man, because he's been dominant all year. Yeah. It's an awesome story, too, dude. Um, I, I love these locker room things you, you provide it's it's great stuff and, and and again we always talk about the the year that you couldn't get in there or the couple years you couldn't get in there and now you're back it's just this is the stuff that you get it's it's such it's fun to listen to bro love it um look we're not used to these uh playoff winning podcasts chris is there anything else you want to talk about in this awesome awesome monday morning or monday soon to be afternoon um no i'm looking through my notes here i mean um no, just uh, I, I see a lot of pressure by Dex. <laughs> pressure yeah, by Dex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah, a lot yeah. of that. Uh, you know, the second to last drive in Minnesota, my neighbor stopped at their 22. I see right away pressure by Dex. Stop that third down pass. Um, yeah. And then obviously the offense. And all I see is funny. I'm looking at my notes, Jerry. And all I see is this in the first half. Jones, 14-yard run. run. Jones, 8-yard run. <laughs> Jones, that's all I see. Uh, Jones, first down run. Jones, 15-yard run. I mean, it's incredible. Incredible. You, you, said it before. You, you said it before, dude, the, 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 the gates hold. I think that first down play, they gained 12. I think it was to Hodgins or James. I'm not sure. I think it was Hodgins. And you just thought, all right, well, now it's a second and manageable. And that, those, those were the plays that, were just, that are just so huge, dude. You, you go back 10. And Chris... Early in the year, I don't, you know, we're not making that play. It's first and 20. It's like, God, you may as well just punt now. Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just had such a good feeling at that point. Like, oh, second and eight. Pfft, we can do this. So yeah. I, I thought yeah. that was a huge – I mean, I know it's early in the game, and it's not like, oh, that's the play of the game. But that's the type of play that just leads you to victory. Like, it it's, makes everything more manageable. That's Yeah. All. You know, Jerry, like you said, it's not necessarily maybe the play of the game, but – Dude, these things can get away from you real quick in an opposing building in a playoff game. Exactly. That's yeah. that's what's so important. Like, and you, like, you know, after the gate hole, I have it written down here. Like Richie James, twelve yard reception. Jones runs runs for the first down. Uh, then the big play to Slay on the cross, and then next year they're in plus territory, and then Jones again, and then Saquon, boom, tie game. So look, yeah. it might not be the play of the game, you know, in the first right. quarter. You know, I get what you're saying. It's not the maybe not the play. But they're huge because it's momentum shifts. These- yeah, and, and, and the t- yeah, the 10, 15-year-old version of me is still talking about the Saquon run 
But the older version that's been watching football for 40 years now is like, no, no, that play was just as big as any other play on that drive. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, yeah. Because you, you have to get those plays to build up to the Saquon 28 yard touchdown run, you know? Yeah. And when you're first and 20 in an opposing building that's going absolutely ballistic, yeah. you could get away from him. Hey, you could throw a pick. You know, you, you know, you try to force a ball, you get, you know? So that was a big play, you know. And then Slay, and I, I, as soon as Slay caught that crosser for forty-six yards, you could just yeah. feel the building like, <sighs> like, like, oh, our yeah. defense ain't stopping nobody, <laughs> you know. Right, right, you know? right. And, right. And, and then the Giants scored, and I don't care, you know, what you say. Nothing more demoralizing than a defense that really can't stop people, man. You know, I don't care what kind of offense you have, you know. Yeah, you're right. And at times, the Giants just took the wind out of the crowd sails, man. They really did. So. And and for the guy to commit the penalty who said the crowd's not that loud, it's very good they scored on that drive. Just going to say that because then <laughs> you don't know what's going to go into your head. And, oh, my God, yeah. and the, mental, the mental aspect of this game, dude. The mental aspect of sports. Yeah. It's just uh, I'm glad they, they converted there. So, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nick started the game, played a few series, and Brennison basically played the rest. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he he kind of went with Brennison in that rotation Yeah. Uh, for the last three quarters there. So two and a half quarters, whatever it might be. So um, I thought Ben did a pretty decent job, you know, up front. I, I just, you, you want to talk about, and we're, we're going to be entering the buffoon time of year soon, Jerry. Well, what do you mean by that, Chris? Well, it's going to be draft time in a few months, and everybody's going to be looking at these college kids, and then we get the buffoon them where everybody thinks they know everything about these college kids, right? Oh, this guy can't run inside the tackles. This guy, well, you remember that about Barkley? Oh, he can't run this. He's not physical oh. enough. All he wants to do is run outside to see gaps and blah, blah, blah. give him a pitch left, pitch right. That's all he could do. Blah, 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 blah. Right? That's right. Well, <laughs> and, and, and look, dude. And look, <laughs> and look, dude. We're a month away. What is this? January, February, March. Okay, so we're a couple months away from buffoon doom time of year. Everybody knows mm. about every NFL guy, and they know what time they go to the bathroom. And hey, they, he can't do this. He can't do that. He can't do this. Yeah. This guy went to Montana State. You don't watch him? Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly, right. Oh, no, I, right. I know this. You know, everybody knows everything. And I remember that hearing that. But how about the toughness of Saquon? Besides the touchdown one where he was not to be denied by our old friend Davin Thomason. Okay. He's good. How about the other screen, the little little catches in the flat where he lowers his shoulder. He doesn't go out of bounds, no. okay? He lowers his shoulder and takes on the defender and gets a few more yards, okay? I mean, yeah. Saquon is one tough dude. Tough and, dude. And you probably notice this because you're there, but he seems even more possessed right now. Like, yeah. his leadership on the sidelines, oh, my God, man, he just – the guy's he's a vocal leader now like he yeah. he's rallying them like he and he's leading by example and and also leading them like it's just oh my god like i can't get over the how this guy went from you know the spectacular rookie to injury prone to man maybe they were right about him and now dable comes in and he's running between the tackles and like he said the two three-yard runs are just as important as the big ones he used to try to get because he's not losing yardage anymore. He's just embraced everything that Dable told him to do. And it's just yeah. it's awesome to see, man. Um, he just seems very almost possessed right now. Yeah, I love he's it. just so determined, Jerry. Yep. He's just so determined to make his mark, bro. Not in a selfish way, just to 
make yeah. his mark for this team. Yeah. You know, this kid, this kid loves football, man. He just lives and eats and drinks and breathes and whatever the hell that expression is, football. This is what he, he, this is, you know, and he's a mature, he's not an immature kid. He's got a couple of kids in the whole field. He's, he's a mature young man, but he loves, he knows the history of the game. He knows about yeah. running backs that have played well in the playoffs. He's determined to be up, you know, he, he wants to be a giant, <clears throat> finish his career as a giant in a worse way. He wants those records, and I don't mean in a selfish way, he just wants to be a great giant. A forever yeah. great giant. And he's a team guy. You know, he's a team guy. You see him complaining. What did he get? Nine rushes yesterday? <laughs> Nobody's complaining. You know? What did Saquon wind up? Nine yeah. for 59? Whatever the hell he 50, wound up? 53, I think he had. And then he had another six or five for 50 receiving. Yeah. Well, he had a lot of catches. Yeah. But, but yeah. what did he get? Touches? Well, uh, running rushes? No, or... all touches. I think it was like 15 total. Something like that. Yeah, I think he had like nine rushes yesterday, right? And yeah. seven yeah. or eight catches. Whatever the hell. I got to look at my notes here. Right? Uh, yeah. He actually had not, uh, nine for 53 and two rushing touchdowns. Okay? Yeah. Okay? I mean, do you see him like, you know, oh, you know, compl- like, you know complaining about, oh, I should be getting the ball 20 times and all that stuff? No, man. You know, uh, this is what Saquon is. You know, this is what, this is who he is, bro. This is what, who, this is what, who, who he is, you know? Um, guys, just, he's determined, man. He, he is like, he is so determined. When he steps on the field, man, because he's still playing with that chip, you know, about people's what, what people have said about him, man. And uh, good God, God, God bless him, man. Play with that chip. You know, you should have that chip. <laughs> and, and these guys are, are like they have the potential to leave their own legacy now. Like you're, you're in the divisional round. You've won a playoff game. You're, you're starting to win now. Daniel Jones performance yesterday is up there with almost any performance by any quarterback in Giants. I'm sorry, in Giants history when you look yeah. at it. I mean, he's one of three guys to throw for 300 and run for more than 75. And the other two lost. Okay, they lost those games. Daniel Jones won. And I think he's the first one to do it when you throw in the two touchdown passes. So these guys are leaving their own legacy. Like, look, at some point, if I'm a player for a franchise, I'm getting tired of hearing old stories about old... I, you respect it, but you know what? Let's do our own now. Let, let it, this is our time. And I, again, not to belabor the point, Chris but could not be happier for this group of guys who have just gone through so much crap over the last four years and bad football. And if you think it affects the fans, it affects these guys 10 times more. And for them to have some success, this is just such a fun season to go through, dude. It's unexpected. And now we can, we're really starting to make some noise and it's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. I mean, Phil Simms has has got probably the greatest game as Giants quarterback in playoff history, right? Of course, it was yeah. the Super Bowl. Yes. Not that it was, you know, 22, 25, two something, and it was a Super Bowl. Yes. Can you imagine yesterday that performance by Daniel if that was a Super Bowl? Yeah. So, so, so when you look at Daniel's performance yesterday, is it the, the greatest performance by a Giants quarterback in a playoff game? Well, it's, it wasn't the Super Bowl. Sims came up huge because it was a Super Bowl. So we're going to stick with Sims, right? Sure. Oh, at least me. It's my opinion. You stick with Sims no, because absolutely. It, it was the mecca. It was the mecca of all meccas, right? It was the yeah. Super Bowl, and he played mm-hmm. that well, Sims. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, but that performance by Daniel yesterday is 
what, 1A by Giants playoffs? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't, you know, it's because of his legs. You know, Eli had some unbelievable games. Don't get me wrong. So it's right up there with some of the Eli games. Yeah. You know, to me, that Sims game was incredible. It was a Super Bowl. Yeah. But that's, that Eli Manning game at San Francisco, to me, is still yeah. maybe the greatest performance by a quarterback in Giants playoff history. Yeah, fair. Because that's of fair. the beating he took. But yeah. you know what? And I'm not going to put Jones in there yet. I'm going to slow down a little bit on that. But he's in the conversation because it was a playoff game and right. what he did yesterday. Yep. You know, yeah, so I'm not going to put him with Sims because that was a Super Bowl. I'm not going to put him with some of Eli's great moments in the playoffs, especially in Green Bay in the frozen game, um, especially that San Francisco. You know what? With the conditions. Both, both in times in Green Bay, too, for Eli. Both times. Yeah. The 15 two times. Game too. But yeah. the one that was minus 30 was just yeah, incredible. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the conditions is why I give that one the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, the weather was nicer. Um, and, uh, but, you know, and Daniel is going to be, but Daniel is in that, you talk about playoff games as a quarterback, well, Daniel should be talked about, hey, remember that, you know, hey, Daniel was in the top five too, man. Remember that game against Minnesota, you know, you know, uh, uh, when he ran for 70-something yards, he throws for 300, the only third quarterback ever to throw for 300, and 50 plus rushing yards, two t- t- uh, and all that stuff. You know? So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm getting at, man. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's unreal, dude. Um, it feels so good. Um, all right. Anything else, pal? Nope. Talk at the end of the week. Talk about the Eagles. Preview Philly for the third time this season, Chris. Maybe the third time will be a charm. Oof. Unbelievable. What's to, me, it's a sec- to me, it's the second meeting. I don't even count yeah. the other one. Good point. Good point. I, I like to count the second one because they struggled so mightily against our second and thirds. I like to count it just a little bit. I want to count it a little. So, All right. Good stuff, buddy. Um, awesome. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. We're actually printing a digital copy again tonight. So if you subscribe digitally, you'll get that smaller version. Uh, So go to Magster for that digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, enjoy. Sundays are giant days, baby. Take care, everybody. All right, bye-bye, everybody.